KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. We talk stimulus, we talk unemployment, we talk $15 minimum wage, a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. We talked last week about the proposal that uh, the now president, Joe Biden, had put forth $1.9 trillion, uh, another stimulus package. It would be another $1,400 direct payments to people. It would uh, increase a lot of that unemployment vaccine rollout. I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I thought there'd be more uh, cooperation, more people looking at this as something that needs to be done. But uh Right now, it doesn't seem like there's a a lot of appetite for this uh, with the Republican Party. How do you think this breaks down? Do you think maybe they break it up and we see, uh, you know, different parts of this put forth in different ways? I think it will come out in a few different packages, Matt. Also, I think you and I need to send an email to them. Uh, I don't know if they've seen the unemployment (laughs) figures in the last week. I felt like this figure was what we've seen in months before, 900,000 people filing for benefits. Sure, it's a little bit different than the estimate of being 910,000, but uh, come on, there's still a lot of people out of work at this point. Yeah, and I just I don't know how you look at those numbers unless and we've kind of talked about this. If people are looking at the stock market and pointing to that and saying everything's fine, but I mean, you look at numbers like this and don't think that people still need help. Uh, I feel like we could replay one of our episodes from June when I say, "Oh, I find it hard to believe they won't pass something," and then they didn't pass anything. But maybe not one point nine trillion. But I mean, we got to see something here, right? We do. And for those who haven't heard our podcast from last week, let's go into some of the things that are not looking so well, such as the housing market, retail sales, uh, housing starts in in general have stalled. I know it's wintertime. I realize it's January. Uh, But however, we need to jumpstart everything for the first quarter of this year and get going. You mentioned retail sales in December down uh, 0.7%. Third straight month, they, they've fallen. We're talking the Christmas season. With everything going on, what's that telling you? Well, it tells me either people aren't spending or they're holding on to whatever money they still have. They're putting it in savings. They're trying to pay down credit card debt, uh, maybe put a little bit extra on their month's rent or mortgage because they're not sure what's ahead. We need to build confidence back in the American people. And if we're not doing that, then they're not going to be spending. I was hoping retail sales would have been at least flat for the month of December instead of a three-month decline or three-month of negative numbers. Because now you're getting into the season of January, February, where traditionally in the Northeast portion of the United States, it's cold and people will not go out as much. Sure, they'll shop online, but it's going to be hurting those places that want to see you in person. Are retail sales specifically when we talk about going back to the stimulus package and we talk about direct payments, would that be a something that if you want to try to turn retail sales around, I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic and all that, but just pumping money directly into people's pockets, I would think that's probably the best way to attack that? I think it is. And you would also believe that with a lot of bankruptcies and stores closing, such as Lord & Taylor, uh, other places that file for bankruptcy, that it would weed out those who weren't doing so well and those that are 
have sales that are flat should be able to increase their sales, places like Nordstrom's, even Macy's. We talk about the the big stimulus package Joe Biden put forth today as we're talking on Friday. It's the second full day of the Biden presidency. Between that package, what you've heard from his speeches, the executive orders, what are your thoughts here, the, the, the early days of the Biden presidency from an economic standpoint? From an economic standpoint, if I go through history, it's not any different than what I've seen over the last 40 years of changing parties from Republican to Democrat or Democrat to Republican. They usually do uh, have executive orders that would overturn what has happened in the, in the last administration. Look, even in local government, when you bring in a new borough manager, he or she likes to hire their own staff. They like to change policies up. So it's, it's not any different. It's just that at the national level, everybody hears about it compared to the city level or county level. And I think there are will be some changes. It won't happen really fast. It's going to happen over time. Just because he signed something with the pen doesn't mean that tomorrow morning you and I are going to wake up and everything's going to be totally different. This, these things roll out over time, over the course of a couple months. Uh, you mentioned housing. What are we seeing there? What are you saying that you, you don't like? Well, I'm seeing that homeowners are staying put. And they were buying. Sure, they were buying. They were getting out of cities uh, and removing to suburbs uh, because they didn't have to live in the city anymore if they're working from home, let's say, and that kind of thing. So they figured, well, let's move. A lot of that has stopped. I'm also seeing, as we spoke about this last week, and I believe three or four other times in the past, that that gap is getting wider and wider for affordability of housing of people. And the wages aren't going up as fast. So if it's a tight market, that means there's not going to be as much supply. And that means you can command a price for your home if you're selling it. We mentioned the unemployment first time claims in the area of 900,000. You know, I think we got as low, what, mid 700,000 several weeks ago. I mean, we're, you know, we're coming in on 10 months of this. Do you think we will see a point where we start to see a steep decline or is it just going to kind of hang here and, you know, eventually we'll we'll get down to 800,000, 700,000? Is this just going to be life for the foreseeable future on the unemployment front? Well, I think this year you will start to see a decrease. It's probably not going to decrease in the first quarter, maybe 10,000 a week, 15,000. But to get down to that 700, 600,000 range, you're going to have to start seeing – Uh, The vaccine rolled out, and I think there's about $20 billion in this new stimulus package that was unveiled on Wednesday talking about vaccine distribution. Because how are you going to distribute it? You need people to drive it. You need freezers, all these kinds of things that cost money. So that's why there's $20 billion in that stimulus um, plan that was put forth. So once this gets going, people start getting confident. I think you're going to see maybe the gig economy open up a little bit more. Uh, People doing part-time jobs who were out of work and then getting eventually into full-time jobs. I would hope by summertime. I'd hope by summertime I can meet you on on the boardwalk, Matt. Do a podcast in person on the boardwalk. I'm all for that. (laughs) One thing we haven't talked a lot about, but there's been a push for a long time, but now it seems like that you're going to have an administration behind it, you know, for a $15 an hour minimum wage. Is that doable on a large scale across the country? Is it a good idea? Is it too bold? Is it too timid? What do you think? And, and what kind of ripple effect would that have on an economy? They're great, great question, great observation on your part. First of all, when we talk about the $15 an hour, it's not going to start February 1st. This is something that's going to roll out over 
a number of years. So if your federal minimum wage is, let's say it's at, where your state wage is at nine right now, we'll say that certain states, not ours, ours is still very low. It, to get to 15, it's going to take five or six years. That's number one. Number two, companies have already adjusted in their heads, in their budgets, that $15 is coming by putting in lots of kiosks, by putting in lots of uh, things where it's self-service. Almost everywhere you go in the Delaware Valley, from all the great companies of Wawa and all these other companies, they've already put in kiosks many years ago. So they're already gearing up for this kind of thing. Uh, the other thing I see with, with the minimum wages is that a lot of places are already paying uh, 15 to 17 to attract people to work, from, from uh, car washes to places like Whole Foods. Uh, so... We're already getting into that 15 anyway um, without even having to raise it. Now, if they want to ceremoniously raise it and to 15 over the next three or four years, so be it. I always hear that it's going to cut jobs. It's going to cut the economy. I'd I'd almost like to see it go to 15 just so I can see if jobs really were cut. I want to know if, if that's true. I want to know if all the economists out there who have said going to 15 is going to cut jobs. I want to see it happen with my own eyes, not that I want people out of work. Don't misunderstand me. But I don't know whether going to 15 is going to cut jobs. People are becoming more efficient. Companies are becoming more efficient. So the, so I think there's, we're going to continue to be more of a service economy, okay? which means that, that people are going to be doing various jobs, two or three jobs, part-time jobs. Uh, some of those jobs probably won't pay 15 if it's in hospitality or restaurant industry. We should do a test site of one city to see if 15 really does work. I'm not sure if San Francisco has it or Portland, but we should really do a test site and study that really, really in depth, Matt. To the point though, you know, I I think if you're somebody who's owning a business and I know for small businesses, it's a much tougher sled and I don't want to compare them to, to like a Walmart or stuff like that, but you have to look at it from two sides. Yes, you'd be paying out more wages, but the general public would have more money to spend on, what you're selling so wouldn't wouldn't you think it would probably come out close in the wash to people have more and we've kind of seen this just with these stimulus payments when these people have extra when people have extra cash you know things go up so if universally we can raise the minimum wage people have more money it would tend to lead you to believe that it would increase uh, sales in a lot of places no Right. That's true. And the reason why you and I are speaking about this today, $15 an hour wage, is because certain things are very high. Rent is high. Transportation is high. I know people have to take two transfers, get on a, a train, get on a bus just to go to work every day. Uh, so it, I understand their plight. I understand why they want 15 an hour. I can't blame them. You know, if I was in their situation, I would want it too. So you have two things right there. You have housing costs or, or even rent, and you have you also have other things that are such as transportation costs that are very high for people. And for them to want to work an eight-hour day and at least make a decent living wage, that's fine. That is really fine. Uh, I'm not sure about the small businesses. I have to look into that more, whether small businesses hire a lot of people who, who are, and I don't mean McDonald's, I don't mean Burger King, but an actual true boutique or someone that sells antiques. Are those people their own owners and that's it? They don't hire other people? Is it family related? I don't know. So there's really a lot to look into this. Uh, but I, at least 
we wouldn't have this conversation if Congress back in the 70s would have raised minimum wage a quarter an hour every year. You and I, we would be, we'd be saying, boy, 15 is a decent wage, wouldn't we? If they would have done their job back in the 70s and 80s, we wouldn't have this conversation, you and I. Although I love talking to you every week about this. <laughs> That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>